0: Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there Hopefully everyone's having a nice, safe, and enjoyable Father's Day But we gotta talk about these Bulls topics. We're gonna talk about uh, I'm I'm gonna get off a little rant off my chest When it comes to Bulls and Bulls fans And we're gonna dive into the mailbag We're gonna get into all that and more Right after this You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central Your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls Hosted by Hayes what's going on bulls fans welcome to another episode of chicago bulls central your number one spot for everything chicago bulls related even on father's day i'm in here best dad day ever bull shirt by the way so make sure you guys go out and get your get your father's dad if you didn't already nonetheless with that being said i want to talk about something right and so we are in a spot an era where you know a lot of bulls fans are hopeful some are frustrated and all those things are valid, right? And when you really look at it, it's been since 2015 was the last time the Chicago Bulls won a playoff series. That was against the Miami Heat. We won that series 4-2, to two, went on to lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers in that second round. But it's been eight long years since the Bulls have won a playoff series. Even though we've had playoff appearances, play-in appearances since that time, it's been the last time that the Bulls won a playoff series. And even then, I don't think that anybody had any misgivings or or thoughts that the Bulls were contenders the last time we won a playoff series. Where everything sits right now, by the way, we eliminated the Milwaukee Bucks in that series. But with that being said, like, it's been a long time. And a lot of Bulls fans are frustrated. They're tired. And a lot of that has either zeroed in on Zach Levine, A.K. ownership. Whatever it is that you're frustrated with, it's all valid, right? And I think that that eight years that we've gone through, of course, when you when you hear anything that's less than the Bulls being a surefire playoff team, a team that can go in, they can win a series, you're like, you're tired of hearing it. And I think that the eight years, the almost decade-long struggle that the Bulls fans have been in, again, some up and downs along that time, have just left the Bulls in a situation where a lot of Bulls fans are frustrated, right? Just initially, we're just frustrated with the fact that we are not back, looked at a team that could even be remotely considered a contender. And with that it brings about either more rational level thinking or brings the thinking, let's just keep blowing it all up until we get there. Like the thing is, right? When it comes down to it, Bulls fans don't want to go through another 8 years of. And you you have different ways of attacking it based off that you will think well, some think like a re- rebuild is the answer. Some think retool is the answer. Some have the, the problems with a retool being, hey, a retool just means we're still going to probably be middle of the pack with this roster, even though we saw some signs of not being that. But with that said, too, then you have the people that rebuild and the people that are against the rebuild say, hey, do you want to go through another eight years of what we've gone through? Because a rebuild does not guarantee you getting any closer. And, I, and I've and i said it before, kind of my mindset on why a lot of Bulls fans just preach rebuild, rebuild, rebuild is because it just it removes their own expectations from the team. Not that it actually makes the team any better, right? Not that it actually guarantees the team to do anything. And that's what is so confusing by some of the rebuild people is that they also complain about how AK is drafted. So you then want AK, uh, it to be focused on AK's ability to draft for the next handful of years to get us back to relevancy? Like, it's so – there's no one path that gets us any closer, right? Yes, we're in an offseason where we don't have draft picks. We don't have a lot of cap space to do much of anything, and that's frustrating in of itself, right? And ultimately, uh, seeing a lot of our Bulls players go away, develop elsewhere. Bobby Portis, the fact that Bobby Portis turned into exactly what we would need and a player that showed signs of that and leadership while he was here – Bobby Portis was the heir apparent to Joe Kim Noah, right? Just that that mentality and things like that. And the fact that we traded him away, I am still very salty over that. I don't want to remove myself from saying I'm, I'm right there with everyone else. Now, I don't want a rebuild, and I don't, and I realize a rebuild is not like, like I said on yesterday's episode. You're looking at 2026, 2027 as the earliest that the Bulls would consider a full rebuild, and that is if everything between now and then completely misses. I don't mean just we're, we're still having haven't made it to the finals. I mean, everything would have to completely miss, meaning Piwo, Kobe, I. O. Marco, whoever we draft next year with our draft selection, uh, uh, Zach Levine still, us not, still not winning a playoff series in this time. Like, everything would have to fail for us to go into a full rebuild at that point in time because if there's any glimmer of hope, promise in any of these players, AK is not going full rebuild, right? It, 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 there's too much history to show otherwise. With that, right, we're going to be in a constant state of trying to add and trying to get the right talent on this team and hopefully be a little bit better at developing talent over that time as well. But it's been eight years, eight years of frustration, eight years of disappointment, eight years of building up hope for a roster that ultimately, if the the end goal is getting a title, has failed right and it's even longer than that when you factor in if you take out the derrick rose era that period of time where we really were happy rocking and rolling and things like that and even kind of leading into that era we had a lot of promise with that kirk heimer glue all Dang, ben gordon led bulls team right but it's been it's been 20 plus years for a lot of bulls fans that that just it's just been frustration it's been getting your hopes up coming back down to reality getting your hopes up coming back down to reality it's been tough but let's let's keep focused through these eight years and realize that it's going to take time. And AK's been on the job three of those eight years. And it was going to take longer than three years for this Bulls team to become a contender. And you have to set a level of groundwork. I understand. I hear you guys. I'm with you. I'm frustrated too. You guys saw the live streams after games this year. I, I was so disappointed at times in this team that I understand how everyone is feeling. I understand it. And hopefully we at some point can talk about eight years of having a team that does some shit, right? Hopefully that is what comes at some point is we can get eight to 10 years of a team that is rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's not every year is not going to end in positive There's going to still be some years in that that we get eliminated and make it to the second round, get blown out, whatever it is, right? But let's start trending in the right direction. And some will say the more kind of calm, level-headed Bulls fans will tell you we are on a better path than what we were beforehand. It may not feel like it because we still haven't had that playoff success, but we're on a better path. I understand the discontent with this roster. I understand what we're missing with this roster. And best believe, we need some help with the way that this current roster is constructed. It's been eight years since we've won a playoffs. And even then, like I said, we got eliminated in the second round after that. But it's been eight years since we won a playoff series. It's been tough. And hopefully, hopefully, we start seeing the team start trending the more positive direction here sooner rather than later. But all right, enough of me yapping. I, I had to get that rent off my chest. I I I woke up today and literally I was like, It's been eight years. It has been eight years. And it just it just kinda turned into something else in my mind. But let's go ahead and get into the voicemails for today. This first one, this one's from Big
1: One on hey, it's your boy Big O again. I'm terrible at compacting, you know, all my uh my points in in those minutes. But um uh, I don't want Bulls fans to, uh, to uh you know, look at Zach Levine. Let's say if he goes to the Lakers, he goes to the Bucks, He goes to one of these teams where he's now playing in Eastern or Western Conference Finals. He's in the big games, and you see him kill it. I don't want fans, because I know it's going to happen. Fans will be like, see, this is why we should have kept him. But what fans got to understand is that from the Zach Levine perspective, he's not going to grow any more than what he has in the Chicago Bulls uniform. He said it's just not going to happen because when you think about from Minnesota to the Bulls, until they got the Rosen and Vucevic, he never had real winning guys ahead of him. Somebody that he can respect and say, hey, you know, I'm going to listen to this guy and I'm going to take his advice to heart. You know what I mean? And I'm going to put it to work. Zach Levine have not had that. And when you look at a guy with that much talent, imagine him having that, imagine him being next to Steph Curry. Imagine him being next to a LeBron James. Imagine him being next to a Kevin Durant. Guys that know the game differently and can teach him how to elevate his game, especially in the big moment. And from his, from Zach Levine's perspective, I want to see Zach Levine in meaningful games. The same reason why I root for Jimmy Butler to win. You know what I mean? Cause I, we all knew that even though we wanted to keep him here, I was one of those people that wanted to keep him here to see him go to another team and playing big games is what I love to see. I will root for Zach Levine the same wherever he goes because I understand that it ain't his fault and it ain't AK's fault either, but it is our organization's fault. Why Zach Levine career haven't went to the next level, not putting the, the better teams around him. That ain't, you know, it ain't they called Zoe now but then also in AK's fall either. And for AK's to get his full fingerprint on his team, he's going to have to fully do this whole team over. You know what I mean? The only two players left that isn't his is Kobe and Zach Levine. And he has to put his print on it. And and that means resetting contracts, resetting timelines, so he can build it back up the right way, like he did Denver. I know we keep comparing him to Denver, but – he built Denver bottom-up. It wasn't a Zach Levine on that team. It wasn't – Jokic wasn't already on the team. He drafted Jokic. He drafted Jamal Maybe He didn't draft Jamal uh, – he didn't draft Zach Levine. So the, the contract in his years in the league was already caught up to a certain point, which is why we see he slapped something together to see what he can do to take advantage of Zach's contract. So people gotta understand that.
0: But- Very level-headed voicemail here from Big O. First of all, Big O, I know you're listening, bro. You sent you, you. It took you three voicemails to get out this complete, bro. I I love you, man. I but it was eight minutes almost worth of voicemails, bro. I can't play that on the show. Like you gotta you gotta condense it down, brother. You gotta learn to condense it down. But with that said, um, yeah, Zach Levine has been on terrible teams most of his career, and now that this team has been better and been trending in a better direction. I think we also overlooked the fact that Zach Levine has been unhealthy for a large part since this team's come together, right? We had that first 35 games whatever of last season. He started off this past season uh, being injured, and then we finished kind of strong. He was really playing much better since about mid-January to the end of the season. Were things perfect? No. But Zach Levine isn't a perfect player. Um, And I do think that a lot of people zero in on Zach, right? It's, it's Zach. It's Zach. It's Zach. Zach isn't this. Zach isn't a number one, which he isn't, right? But that doesn't mean, as I said yesterday, that you just trade just because you say, oh, yeah, you're a number two. Uh, we got to trade. you." At that point, most players in the NBA aren't true number ones. And even some teams that are championship level teams just have a damn good built roster against a, a team or uh, well, uh, two players that could be number twos on other squads, right? So, But they're able to come together better. Roster construction is important. And I think that we often forget that this roster as constructed, the vision that AK had was being, was actively being successful, but the Lonzo ball injury changed a lot. Now there is something to say as well. And I'll get to that in the next voicemail as well from ultimate rage is there is some things to say as well that, all right, how properly did you build your team? If one of those pieces, Lonzo, who was not a superstar level player, if everything comes crumbling down, once that player goes down, right? But, that's how you interweave and you build a roster, and AK built this roster in a way that we weren't able, we did not have a ready-made replacement for Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo is a difficult, there's not a lot of point guards who can guard one through four like Lonzo can at times, and they're going to shoot the ball 40% from everywhere, which is what Lonzo did basically, right, from every aspect of the floor. It's, it's been hard for the Bulls to replace, and even then, that Bulls team didn't have leadership, and I and I still have my doubts on how far that team could have went in the playoffs without a true leader, that rah-rah vocal leader that's going to check people, but the team had the skill, and Lonzo's skill helped this team so much, and so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, very realistic voicemail from you, Big O, in um, a multitude of them. I couldn't play them all, but Thank you for that, Big O. Let's go ahead and get into this next one. It's kind of along the same lines. This one's from The Ultimate Rage. What's good? It's your boy, The Ultimate Rage, coming back
2: with yet another voicemail. So I just finished watching the episode on June 17, 2023. It is currently 11.57 a.m. Chicago time. And I just wanted to piggyback on what my man Shay said on his voicemail that he left on this particular episode. Um, in regards to uh, Bulls fans who want to get rid of Zach Levine. I don't think people really understand that Zach Levine has been our most consistent part of Bulls nation in this entire, you know, past several years. I mean, Zach Levine has gone through, what, three coaches, multiple front offices, and who knows how many teammates. And this man has suffered from various injury, injuries to other teammates, and this dude even got COVID, what, three times? And so we barely got to see what Zach could really do. I mean, even this last season, he was coming off an injury and didn't really round out into form until after the All-Star break. So, I mean, from what we understand about Zach, I mean, he has all the physical tools to be arguably the best shooting guard in the league, and if he didn't have all these issues to deal with, we would probably be saying a whole lot of different things about him. I mean, consider the fact that, As you said in this episode, we were rocking and rolling when AK made all those changes. We were number one in the East up until the All-Star break. And so it's like if we didn't have this Lonzo injury, we wouldn't even be saying all the stuff that we're saying. We were a great team. And Lonzo, he's not a super-duper All-Star player, but his specific skill set is what made our Bulls team so freaking fun to watch. And so without that, the chemistry of the team has been Pretty disastrous, which is why it's important that we have a point guard. And it's kind of important to have a point guard, especially when that part point guard is your best defender, your best three-point shooter. I mean, come on. Like, we have to stop getting so emotional about the team and start thinking logically. Zach Levine is a great player. He's our best player on the team, and trading him now would be a foolish move to make. So now that he's having – and actually healthy offseason, let's see what he can do this next season. If he has a disappointing, lackluster, or even terrible season, then fine. You know, then we can talk about trading But Until then, let's actually see what he can do.
0: All right? Thank you for having me. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, love you. And go Bulls. See red. Ray. All right. Chi- uh chiming in. First of all, thank you for leaving that voice. Man, I'll get you with that, too. Like, Zach has been here, right? And, yes, he's not a piece that. AK and Eversley built to the scene, which could very well mean at some point they look to move. Him. But uh, it's not going to be what some of these 2K GMs that are Bulls fans are going to get. And they think, like, I saw someone that said trade Zach Levine for Tyler Hero in Miami's pick. What? Like, there's no, like, I, and I've said this before, too. With most teams, you're either going to overrate or overvalue or undervalue your own assets. And a lot of Bulls fans undervalue Zach Levine. Now I will say this. There are some that overvalue him as well. I may have fallen into that camp at times over his career with the Bulls myself, but you, it, 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 it's often one of those two extremes. It's very rare that a team's fan base is just even kill on a player. You either have extremists on one side or the other, or maybe those are just the two sides that are vocal. And it's usually somewhere between there. And at the end of the day, the Bulls struggles and people say well Zach Levine hasn't won us a playoff series so we need to get him out of there well technically no player on this team has won us a playoff series even DeMar DeRozan with some people acting covet like this is long term Bulls playing that we could just build around for the future A 34 year old player but with that said like ultimately it comes down somewhere in the middle and it comes down to what this team feels that they can realistically build around in that window and I gave it I said I think two more years uh, with Zach Levine if this team doesn't do something they may actually absolutely look to move Zach Levine's deal. But it's not coming as quick as some, player, some fans want it to unless it's a deal that you can just not turn down. And as we've seen, heard, and it's been evident in the rumors, it doesn't seem like that that trade is coming. But let's get into this next one. This one's from R.W.
3: What up, hey? This is R.W. Shot Down. R.W. I just want to leave my thoughts here. I want to see what you think. Um, I'm sitting here listening to these different Bulls channels, mainly uh, Shaw Bulls podcast, Cognac family represent, uh, mainly some of their voicemails, and it's got me thinking about just the impatience of Bulls fans. We are, like, all of us as Bulls fans have this problem where we have this fascination with having a draft pick and rookies like, that's a guaranteed bona fide playoff push. If we have some kind of rookie, no matter what, we're going to go somewhere far. Hey, we need to chill with that. Like, we don't know what rookies could be or draft picks. Like, that is a serious damn gamble. So, do you think Bulls fans really need to chill out with this, with the rebuild talk? Because, like, hell, I really don't think a lot of these Bulls fans remember. What them Felicio days felt like, bro? Like there was days of, oh um, my! Like we, our purgatory was worse than what people think. No, it we wasn't purgatory. It was hell with Fred Hoiberg and Jim Boylan. I don't think people really remember them Walt Lemon days. So all this rebuild talk. Like, do you think fans really need to chill out and? Like, do you believe that we have an over-fascination with rookies? I'd like to know your thoughts. All right.
0: Impatient Bulls fan. Listen, that may be the title of this episode. Bulls fan base is impatient. Now, as I said at the opening of the show, it's been eight years. Really longer than that if you're talking about, of course, the last time we won a title. But, like, it's been a long time. And that time is – like, Bulls fans live through that, right? And regardless of a GM change or front office change, anything – The Bulls fans still are living that. If you are a a diehard Bulls fan, you're living that eight years straight. The fact that AK took over only three years ago, it's hard to say, hey, he's only been three years for him. Well, you've been living in a decade almost or a decade plus of struggles for this team, right? But I think ultimately it's going to take AK and Eversley time. It just is. That's period. It's going to take them time. It's going to take them time to build a true championship team. And that may not come for a long time we we have steps that we need to get to. Can we be a consistent a consistent playoff team? Can we win 50 games, right? Can we do stuff like that first? And I think going through that process for Bulls fans seems daunting, it seems depressing, and it and it's a struggle for a fan base that has been through 8 years at least of struggle. So I get it to a degree, but yeah, we can't let our impatience take away from the reality of the situation. There's no quick fix for this Bulls team. A rebuild is not a quick fix. A retool is not going to be a quick, quick fix either. You're going to have to continually retool and tinker with things and see how they go. And then once you get to a certain level, if you make it to the second round and then you start betting on that, on that continuity a little bit more, adding, you know, a little bit less pieces each year, right? And let development be a part of that. But Ultimately, Bulls fans are impatient, but we are a player developing away, right? A player really making a true leap away from getting to that place that a lot of Bulls fans want us to get to. Um, And so that's what I think, right? And and we'll we'll ultimately see, and we'll we'll see where it ends up. That story will be written, and we'll see where it ends us up at. But thank you, RW, for leaving that one. Let's get to this last one. This one is actually a text message from Hoven who says this. "Uh, Hey, Hayes, love the channel. The Bulls need to re-sign Vooch and Kobe White. Make Kobe the starting point guard. It's about time. He has a record of 12-7 and 7 when he starts at the point guard position. When given 30 minutes or more as a starter, he's 11-6 with a plus-minus of plus 23. The Bulls have cap issues and rebound, rebuilding is not the way to go. Fans are quick to blow it up, but it's not that simple. Bulls have about $8 million in cap space to spend in free agency. They should look at adding some size and shooting. I believe that Terry Lyles feels that need for us. If we could uh, bring back Pat Bev off the bench as at a a reasonable price, then bring him back. If not, then we should be looking at someone like Corey Joseph, who provides defense and solid shooting from deep. Let me know what you think. Peace. Well, here's the thing: the Bulls, where they sit right now, they're not going to be able to add both. So, if you're talking about a Trey Lyles, that's it. That's all you're adding. If you're talking about bringing back a Pat Bev, that's it. That's all you're adding. Where the Bulls sit right now, they're not likely to be able to have the assets to add both. Right? Unless they get creative, unless they move some contracts. Ultimately, like I said, one of the most likely scenarios is bringing in Patrick. Um, I mean, bringing in Kobe White as your starting point guard, re-signing Io DeSumo, and then going out and getting some size or some shooting that then pushes everybody back to their natural positions. Meaning, you play more Alex Caruso at the guard, less at the forward, right? You play more D.J.J. at the three and some four rather than playing them at the five, right? And and in those hopes, and and Dale and Terry also get some minutes for the Bulls. And in the hopes of doing those things, everybody fitting into a more natural position as well on, on top of adding some things that we need, that then we, we punch higher above our weight than what we did last season, right? That we look more like we did towards the end of the regular season than what we did at the beginning and middle of the regular season for the Chicago Bulls. That's what our hope is. But ultimately, a- I'm, a- AK and Eversley are not in enviable positions at all. You, you need and you know what you need to add to this team. And if, if, you, if your number one, number two targets turn you down, it's all slim pickings at that point. So we'll see. Like I said, listen, we are in a condition. We are four days away from the NBA draft. After that, the free agency opens up eight days after that, right? And then teams can start officially signing their contracts seven days after that. We are in a period of time where we're going to know what this Bulls roster is going to look like in less than a month, right? Less than 30 days. We're going to really have a nice picture. On what we're what we're going to be working with next season. And I for one hope that we're looking at some improvements coming to this roster. But for the most part, things are going to be ran back. And we'll see how that ends up paying off for Bulls fans and the Bulls roster overall. But that's it for this Sunday episode. Again, happy Father's Day to everyone. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, seven seven three 270-2799 We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like like ten every episode on. Go Bulls! Love you guys. See red right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.